This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Another week following the fortunes of Mansfield Town and it's one in which the beautiful game produced the beauty and, as Panto season arrives, the beast. On Saturday the Stags managed to get back-to-back league victories for the first time this season as they saw off Port Vale. But in the cup last night at Charlton the Stags were beaten by five goals to nil, a score which on paper doesn't look good in Mansfield's favour but as the old saying goes, don't judge a book or a scoreline by its cover. Coming up on the Mansfield Matters podcast tonight, myself, Simon and Cam will reflect on the last two games as boss David Flickcroft shares his pride in getting back-to-back victories against Port Vale. What I saw at the end of that game, seeing the game out, um, being really professional and sort of Bishy's drive and his determination to keep a clean sheet, you know, and KP's drive to, to make sure that we keep that zero because sometimes it's not going to go in and I'm, I'm, speaking to, I'm saying to the fans, you know, around me and near me that what, what can you do at that last minute when, when the player just misses his last impact? There's nothing that anyone can do. That's that last little bit of, of magic that, that we all want. And also his frustration at the referee whose actions completely changed the game at Charlton. Them lads did not deserve what happened to him on the third goal, yeah. you know, and I find it disgusting. I find it uh, amateurish um, and it just makes it look bad for, for everyone on the game when, you know, a referee gives a decision, our defenders go up the pitch, all three of our defenders get told, yeah, it's our, it's our free kick and then to suddenly change your mind give it the other way and let them take it when they've got a three versus two on a, on a, on a counter-attack it's just, it's just beyond me and listen, he can say that, he can apologise all he wants, but to get it wrong all three of them and, a fourth, and the fourth official to get it wrong. All of that and much more including your comments and questions in the live feed, this is the show for the fans, by the fans why? Well because Mansfield matters get involved and have your say in the comments now. It's Wednesday it's 6.30ish so let's get the show underway. to the show for the fans by the fans this is the Mansfield Matters podcast yes don't worry you're not a day ahead in the week the weekend unfortunately isn't uh, a day closer than what you think it is Ooh. Wednesday I know I'm sorry <laughs> it is Wednesday and as we said on the podcast last week we have had to just change the day uh, a little bit for the next four weeks so for the next four Wednesdays we will be here at 6.30ish uh, with the Mansfield Matters podcast due to work commitments and things like that and as you can see again if you're watching on the live feed and as you can hear if you listen to the audio version of this there are only three voices and only three faces this week once again because Nathan 
He's still on international duty, still on his holidays. It's absolutely ridiculous. So we're with uh, Cam over on the far side and uh, Simon in the middle as well. How are we doing tonight? Good, good. I mean, I've, I've clearly not got the memo if you're watching on the uh, the live version because you're sort of like colour coordinated. So ish, uh, ish, yeah, colour coordinated ish with the tops. So yeah, I don't know. But please don't take the hoodie off because nobody needs to see the rest of what's under, underneath. Yeah, I'm not thinking we get dropped off. Yeah, pl- yeah, please don't. <laughs> uh, plenty to talk about as always tonight. Then, but we're going to start um, unorthodoxly maybe a little bit with uh, talking a little bit about the youth team tonight because uh, it is 6.37pm precisely and in just under an hour's time the youth team are in FA Cup youth action at home uh, to Chester City so if you can um, or Chester sorry not Chester City anymore who cares Uh, if you can get yourself down there to support John Dempster's side then please do it is only um, three um, pounds to get in tonight at the corner of the uh, the, the Ian Greaves stand near the Quarry Lane corner so get yourself down there and go and support John Dempster's boys we wish them the very best of luck and uh, the manager David Flickcroft is back from Charlton he will be watching uh, that game tonight so um, yeah uh, it's, it's great and a great opportunity for those young players isn't it Cam to get themselves on the cusp of the first team training with the first team because we have seen what a performance from a young player can do in terms of getting themselves into that first team setup. Oh yeah, exactly. And you think over the last few games, Jordan Graham, majority of the time, has made an appearance from the bench. There's always been two or three youth players on the bench as well. Uh, just spanning back to last week, obviously the Czech trade game, a fantastic opportunity for not only players that maybe needed a little bit of a run out, but also the youth team managed to get in in amongst the first team environment and first team match night fair enough it's only the che- it's the only the check trade but it is still a a first team fixture and fair enough the schedule's not as busy as we thought it'd be now because obviously we've got a week off uh beginning of december but it is still going to be busy coming into these christmas periods check trade game coming up uh week after the, the fourth, county yeah. game, yeah. No, it's before the, oh, county, it before game. the county game, yeah. Before then. So, games will start coming thick and fast, and I think some of the young lads will definitely feature in that checker trade games just to get A minutes, but also, yeah, again, mixing it with the first team lads, getting on in and involved, and if they can learn something off the older lads, then great, then just. More, more, and more talent we can add to a squad. I know this is a, a highly unorthodox and and unrealistic situation, side. But if you were one of those young players tonight, that's um, going back to ouch. <laughs> <laughs> We've started already. Don't forget, I've got to get you two back for last week. If you were one why, of those, why, 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 yeah, why, 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 Obviously, you know, looking at looking at uh, that, if you were a young player tonight and you knew that the manager was coming to watch you in the in in the first team stadium, there were fans watching as well. Would that obviously just make you raise your game a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, it would do. I mean, um, it, this sort of game would kind of prove what the the young lads are made of. Because, like we said last week, if you're good enough, you're old enough. So. Um, there'd be a few nerves I would think with David watching and things like that but um, no it, it's good for the for the young lads so I'm um, going to contradict you there I, d- I don't think that they will have to up the game or anything because you think ma- majority of them lads train with the first team anyway so 
yeah, they might up the game a bit because it's the FA Cup and obviously they want to further for, get further in the competition. 90% of them lads train with the first team anyway. So uh, In a game, you can, you can see who kind of wants to progress, I would say, and the ones that... Uh, yeah, I think what you're trying to say is you, you can see a lot from training, but you can never quite see the match in a game situation because because they could train they could train for like certain things, and obviously it's it's going to be a lot different situation when you're playing against an actual opposition. So it'll be good for David to see how they manage against Chester. Well, we, we we wish the boys all the very best of luck tonight. There's still lots to come in the Mental Matters podcast this evening. The show for the fans, by the fans, as always. Have your say on your team in the comments below. A couple of comments uh, so far this evening. Uh, very good evening to the one who's not on the podcast tonight. Any guesses what he says? Enjoy uh, the cocktail. Cocktail under the sun. Spot on. Uh, it says, evening boys, watching live from my balcony with a cocktail. Nate, we're in lovely, rainy England. Cold. In my back room with a cup of tea. And I tell you what, I think we know where we'd rather be. Cheers, boys. Yeah, cheers, boys. <laughs> uh, also tonight, a very uh, good evening to Chris. Chris Hoffer, who we all know is a Chesterfield fan. Nah, can't swear on the podcast, so do apologise. Did you say I, I know, we keep doing it. Swear, Jarvis, be mounting up. Uh, but Chris did the walk with us last year when we um, we did the walk for Nathan, for Guard Dogs, and for uh, for obviously at the Alzheimer's Society as well. He says, "Out, Craig, up the Spirites. We're still in the FA Cup, laughing out loud." Well. Let's just We're say we not in a national we, league we, relegation battle. We might or not. We play Billericay. We might not be in the FA Cup anymore. But who's the team who's got the more realistic chance of a promotion this year? Let's leave it at that. Anyway, moving swiftly on, let's go back to last Saturday and talk about the Port Vale win uh, at home. And wasn't it great, Sighter? Finally, we got that noose off our, uh, from around our necks in terms of conceding late goals. We've got the weight off our shoulder in terms of scoring more than once in a game and being a little bit more ruthless and managing a game and playing that good football for 90 plus minutes. And we finally got that weight off our shoulders in terms of back-to-back league victories. How important is that? Um, oh, well, yeah, it has to be very important because, you know, otherwise, you know, we're not going to climb the league. Um but what was good is is the fact that we we never gave up for like the whole game sort of thing. I mean, the referee, fourth official, held the board up and put five minutes, and it's well, like we I, we, I we were like, that. where did he get five minutes from? Because there was nobody come on for like injuries or anything like that. Um, but to see it out, because at times I thought on Saturday at defence it was kind of like a hot potato. And it was it was thrashing around the back for a little bit, and then as as the game progressed, we got better as the game went on. And I think you could see as the game went on, we were turning the screw a little bit, a little bit more, and a little bit more. And as the game went on, we got better and better. I'll say as much as you say that we were thrashing around a bit, I noticed it a little bit more as the game went on. The quicker we moved the ball, the more they panicked, and the more rash tackles came in. They were just kicking lumps out of it. They just couldn't keep up. And in regards to Tom Pope, I don't want him anymore. No, I do. He's Mardy. No, I love him. Get him him in. Scores goals. Scores goals. He didn't last week. 
Well, I know, but he very nearly did. He was their only goal threat, wasn't he? Uh, as you will see on the live feed now, if you're watching uh, on the live feed, that we've just published uh, a poll. We did this last week, tried it out, and I enjoyed it. And even though I did forget to give results to one of them, but if you listen to the audio version of this, you got a very nice little bit at the end, which was very funny. Uh, very funny from, from Simon's perspective. Uh, we've just published uh, a poll. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about CJ Hamilton uh, in a moment. He scored the only goal of the game. CJ! But he's been playing up front for the last two or three games last season he played on the left wing he started the season at right wing back had a bit of a spell at left wing back CJ Hamilton literally gets everywhere so I want to know tonight uh, where do you think CJ Hamilton is the most effective is he most up, uh, effective up front is he most effective on the wing either side or is he most effective at right wing back I'm going to start with Cam where do you think he's most effective up front, it's on the on the wing or right wing back. Take some music, please. On on the wing or right wing back. Just because if when he when he gets the ball and he gets it under control, he's he's just got that that freedom, the space to run. And even if he comes across a defender or a midfielder or whatever, he's got the options that he can still play around with it. He can play it inside. And then it can be knocked back forward for him to run onto again. It's just gives but him that little bit more freedom. That's just it. Nine times out of ten, it's not played for him to run onto. It's played to him, and he has to chest it down, then make the run. I wish they'd play it through so he could run onto it because nobody's going to catch him. Oh no, nobody's going to catch him. So I think if you've got um, Ben playing on left, uh, Hamilton playing on left wing and White playing on right wing back right centre back whatever I feel sorry for any defender that's got to try and defend them pair running at you yeah you, you either side you are absolutely having a nightmare aren't you because so both can put a decent ball in both have got the pace both have got the skills and both decent threats when it comes to getting shots on goal Si what about you where are you going to place your vote CJ Hamilton more effective up front on either wing or at right wing back where do you think he's most effective? Where do you personally think he's most effective? Keep your comments uh, coming in, by the way, on that. On this, we'll read some of them out in a second. Either wing, I would say, because if that ball's played onto him and he runs onto it, he's like lightning down that wing. And like I say, nobody can catch him. Um, the only thing I would say about CJ is, is I wish he could cross a little bit better. But that's coming. It's definitely it definitely is. coming. Um, I think he runs that fast he just sees people as blurred vision <laughs> I'm going to so. put my vote for like yourself I'm going to put on the wing either side if you want to know how to do this uh, by the way all you need to do is you just need to tap on if you're watching on your phones there's a little next to the comment box there's a little sort of uh, white circle with uh, purple lines tap on that uh, the options will come up and then you can just click on the one you want for um, for some reason though the my, one that you want the one that you want Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, yeah. uh, for some reason mine's not letting me vote but uh, keep your votes coming in and uh, we'll see the results uh, of that later on if anyone else is having uh, problems voting no they're not because the votes are coming in uh, thick and fast already interesting that uh, only two uh, of the options are getting uh, a bit of feedback nobody fancying CJ right wing back at the moment but will that change uh, in the comments Callum says however much I've not liked and had to enjoy playing on the, the right side that's why I put headphones in Podcastception. I know that's it uh, however much I've not liked and had to enjoy CJ playing on the right I think Mr Flickcroft has got that one spot on he's slowly starting to show his class on both the left 
and right. Uh, and Craig says either wing uh, for CJ as fast as lightning. It's frightening. Oh, it's CJ Hamilton. CJ Hamilton. Uh, I nearly went into song there. So yeah, keep those votes uh, coming in. We'll Phew. reveal um, the result of that later on in the show. We'll also be asking um, another question tonight about whether the Stags can get their third consecutive league victory. Um, CJ, to be fair, let's talk about him uh, as a prospect up front. See, that's where he has started the last couple of games, and it was effective on Saturday against Port Vale, and it showed in the, in the goal he scored, didn't it, Cal? I will say it, it was just the sort of game where we knew, as long as we were clever and as long as we kept kept it simple, but trying to keep it adapting, just like you playing playing across the line, playing it out from the back. A bit of everything. There were a couple of long balls over the top. There was interplay in the midfield. It just had everything. And if you're looking at that from the opposition side, it's like how how are you supposed to set up defensive wise or midfield wise to to combat that if you don't know what what you're going to do next? It, we were just unpredictable. Obviously, Flick Cross got into the game. He studied Port Vale well. They play like to play the long ball. Pomp, uh, pomp. Pope was Mardy every time he got the ball taken off him or he got challenged in air by Chief or Matt Preston. He sulked, never really did anything. So it's the player he is, though, isn't then it? Then started to elbow whoever were behind him. Yeah. That's <laughs> thing. you look at that gate and we were just moving it that fast. They were just kicking lumps out of us because they couldn't physically keep up, hence why... When Bishko's steaming through on goal, all the defender can do is take him down. Obviously, it's the second yellow, and he's he's gone. But it's that's what they resorted to in the last twenty minutes because they just couldn't keep up with us. And that card really didn't affect the way they played with the directness. Let's uh, hear from the man who scored the goal, shall we? CJ Hamilton in fine form uh, of late. Two goals in the last two games prior to uh, Tuesday night's uh, cup game, last night's cup game. Let's hear from the man in form. Let's hear from uh, CJ Hamilton, who's been speaking to I Follow Stakes after that 1 0 win at home to Port Vale. Fingers crossed that'll press the right button. Yeah, 100%. You can see the chances we're missing the second half, and he's even some in the first half but we got the win so that's the most important thing they started pushing more numbers forward they even put us in our half up forward for the last five but that's what teams do we've got nothing to lose when you go down to ten you're already losing 1-0 so what's there to lose Oof, definitely I'll probably say it's better because I've cut in on my left and put it basically in the top bin so that's probably one of my favourite I've scored so far it's obviously I've got everything behind it because it came across me so it was a good one yeah I feel like I can get more out of it because obviously defenders don't know what's going to happen if I do one thing on the left and go do it on the right the other defender won't expect it so I enjoy switching up and doing different sides now and again ever since he's come in he's put his arm around me and obviously tried to make me better and you can see on the field it's making me better a lot more works on, a lot more with me in training on different things like shooting and crossing and obviously you can see I'm producing on the field now I want to get, bring the club to where they should be I want to do everything I can on the pitch I try to leave everything out on the pitch every game I just want to do my best CJ Hamilton speaking after that 1-0 win at home to Port Vale and he runs down the wing and he's fast as lightning it's frightening and he talks about the same speed as well, doesn't he? <laughs> CJ Hamilton, wow, talks a million miles an hour. But he said there, I don't know if you caught it, because he was talking a lot, a lot like this, but he's quite good, quite fast. But he did say, um, he did heap a lot of praise on the Sags boss, David Flickcroft, didn't he, say? And it's, it's refreshing to hear that the players are picking up on that and uh, are buying into him as a one-to-one coach. And I've seen it a, a little bit more now, obviously, being at the ground on a day-to-day yeah. basis now. I'm seeing that a little bit more... Um, you know, seeing them around, but the fact that Flickcroft is, is willing to 
put in that 10, 15 minutes or half an hour after a training session one-on-one with a player to get the best out of the players which then influences the team that for me again highlights what a good manager we've got he's an honest manager as well and I think he can see potential in certain players so if them certain players want it then he'll work with them like CJ um, he wants to make CJ better and CJ wants to be better so that that potentially the the 15 minutes half an hour after a training session would probably install masses and masses of confidence within CJ to do well because he knows that Dave's put a lot of time and effort into him do you think this is maybe the same sort of thing as what Steve Evans did with Danny Rose just took him under gave him that little bit of guidance obviously probably a few crosswords at the end and probably where the whole transfer saga came from but it, 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 Danny Rose look a co- looked a completely different player when Evans came in do you think that well yeah, I'd say probably from middle of last season CJ started to really become one of the star players and he's by far been one of the standout players so far this season I would argue now though that CJ's I think Evans I agree with you that Evans did manage to get something out of CJ which sort of upped his game a little bit um, but I would argue now that CJ is probably four times the player now than what he was then because if you'd have said to me uh, then that under Evans that CJ is going to start at right wing back or on the right hand side of midfield or up front I'd be like why he's not capable of doing that but now I can see CJ Hamilton's name on that team sheet and know he's capable of playing those four positions mm. without any problem Whatsoever, I think he's, he's four he's, times Is this season's Paul Anderson? He's, it, it was his end product. Don't be next season's Paul Anderson. No, no. <laughs> Jeez. It was his end product that was probably lacking last season, and he, he's turned that around this season. So I think he's a he's an art and art class player, and I won't be surprised. And I, and I don't like to say this because I hope he I doesn't. Think I know where you're going. As do the people in the comments. In January, I think there'll be a few managers coming in for him. Well, it's a very apt thing you say because in the comments, uh, people are clearly reading your mind. So maybe if you can. I hope not. Oh my God! I know. (laughs) Seriously, you think about that? We need words. Uh, (laughs) Andy in the comments says he's really. That's not what he said the other day. (laughs) Andy Andy in the comments says he's really on form. He will generate interest from Championship clubs if he continues on his current path. A confident CJ is a scary. uh, A confident CJ is scary, and no one. And no one uh, can cope with him. No. Uh, Craig says, "Who's worried about the transfer window coming up regarding CJ?" And Andy says, "I'm a little bit worried, but if we hold on and we hold out until the summer, we will end up getting close to a million for him." It's a bold statement to make. Obviously, CJ very uh, under contract, I think, till the end of next season. He was one of those players who signed an extension, yeah. wasn't he? Sort of. And if, and if somebody comes in from Posh. Um, it's going to go up to seven million. Yeah, <laughs> or in uh, in a little re- little Britain reference for you, computer says no. Yeah, uh, something like that. Anyway, no. um, yeah, keep your comments coming in on CJ Hamilton. We'll close that vote uh, in the next couple of minutes. Uh, so, where do you see his best position? Uh, up front, on the wing, either side, or right wing back? Lots of votes coming in. We'll close that in the next couple of minutes. To so say you can vote for that on the live feed. If you listen to the audio version, listen thinking, I'd love to get involved with those live polls and interact and leave my comment for the next three weeks on a Wednesday at 6.30 ish 
ish yeah. uh, you can uh, get involved and watch the show live on our Facebook page uh, we're usually on every Thursday but work commitments for the next few weeks uh, let's continue to talk about that 1-0 victory over Port Vale though we talk about CJ and praise him um, Hayden White was very very fast David Flickcroft said he nearly ended up in El Rosso he's absolutely spot on but also the thing which impressed me the most was when a team goes down to 10 men they can go one or two ways they can fold and get battered or they can raise the game and they were playing the direct game so it didn't really affect them losing that man they played for the long throw every single time Alice stayed in the conference with Big X tried to get it up they chucked a centre half up front I actually think that the defenders and the goalkeeper um, and the team defensively need a lot of praise for seeing that game out because again a month or so ago against 10 men even against 10 men you're nodding because you know what I'm going to say it could have ended up very very differently couldn't it it could however apart from that um, Danny could have had a second half hat trick <laughs> and awesome. he didn't take it so yes. we could have been we could have walked out to, we could have walked out at one court stadium at, at 10 to 5 winning 4-0 and Danny Rose out there second half actually. It's a theme this season though it is man, we can never seem to score more than one in a game or two in a game but, so but as a striker um, when you get a chance where you're one on one with goalkeeper I, I'm afraid you're going to have to take it and and I love Danny to bits and I think he's a, you know a nice lad and it will come for him it will come good for him but He's just lacking that touch in front of goal, and and there's a few fans around where we sit that's that's starting to get on his back a little bit. And everyone looks for a scape, don't they? Escape, don't they? But yeah, let me just take you back in time to last year. Lead up to the Lincoln game, Rose in poor form. Yeah, gets dropped yeah. on the bench, comes off the bench. Boom, and a one nil goal win. Three points. Season, Lincoln Saturday. I'll take that. You think earlier this season it not scored until we played. Cambridge, and that was second to last weekend of September. And I got my green shirt. And that cheers, sis. That's it. <laughs> he got a couple of goals. See what, after we, that what we really need is we need incentives for. Oh, that's to buy uh, more. What it, what it is, what it is now, what it is now is uh, if Danny scores on Saturday. The twins get their stags kits. Well, we you know <laughs> we do need the twins to get their stags kits. So Danny, uh, come if, on. Um, Danny Rose scores on Saturday we might give away something I don't know yeah might maybe be. yeah maybe we'll, we'll wait and see just, we just want Danny Rose to score yeah, don't we just, so. uh, just anything yeah. that's good in it it'll come and I'd, I'd like a, we met, I messaged him on Twitter and just uh, kind of said keep your head up sort of thing because yeah. it will come in front of goalie he's playing a different role as well exactly I think, that, I think people like you say people he is playing that different role but people perhaps don't realise that and people look at his record last year and say well by this time he had X amount of goals he's not doing it this year yeah. it's a lot more deeper now isn't it yeah and and I know that he should have buried them three chances that he had I mean the third one Aidan White blistering run down wing and I don't know if you two saw it, it, it Danny left it as though somebody shouted from behind yeah. uh, but I've not seen the well, I've seen it once and I can't find it again on, on YouTube or wherever it were um, it's played back and Danny just completely leaves it and I, I don't know who run past him but he looks he looks at him and he and he like just sticks his hands up as though like he had a shot and yeah. 
you know, he, that's why he left it. Maybe he needs to be a bit more selfish and yeah. and, and try and get on the end of that. Shall we hear Stag's boss David Flickcross' thoughts on Sassay, see what he thinks uh, of um, that Wonder win over Port Vale? And whilst we're doing that as well, we're going to close uh, the poll on CJ Hamilton. So if you've not voted on that, you've got about 30 seconds uh, to do that uh, right now. Uh, let's hear Stag's boss David Flickcross' thoughts on uh, Saturday's 1-0 win over Port Vale and fingers crossed this goes right for me and uh, no two lots of audio starts playing at once oh it didn't that's fantastic I love it when a thing goes something goes to plan uh, here's Stag Boss together. Uh, something like that here's Stag Boss David Flickcross thoughts on uh, that 1-0 win over uh, Port Vale on Saturday he's been speaking to I Follow Stags I keep telling the players that you know it's a belief there's a belief factor that keep working <laughs> keep applying your trade you're very very good players you know there's no doubt about that but I think what I saw at the end of that game seeing the game out um, being really professional and sort of Bishy's drive and his determination to keep a clean sheet you know and KP's drive to, to make sure that we keep that zero because sometimes it's not going to go in and I'm, I'm speaking to, I'm saying to the fans you know around me and near me that what, what can you do at that last minute when, when the player just misses his last impact there's nothing that anyone can do that's that last little bit of, of magic that, that we all want you know and uh, we've missed four or five potentially open goals you know we put them to the sword in every aspect and to only have a 1-0 win is almost beyond belief, you know, and it's 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 stunning, really. But you know, the goal that that did win is the game, and that's what I said to CJ after. It's important for CJ to score goals. It's what I'm I'm working on with him tirelessly, day in day out. But a winning goal, they're the special ones, you know, and, and he's he's got us that today. But um, I just I thought it was a, it was a fantastic performance. First half, controlled the game, dominated the game. Um, possibly when when they went down to ten men. Um, and there were so many fouls committed, you know, um, so many sort of uh, cynical fouls committed that I was I was worried about maybe picking up an injury and we'll see if we've got an injury count later on. But I just think we lost our... For 10 minutes, we stopped hurting them. We almost... It was, it was that easy for 10 minutes that we stopped understanding that, you know, playing football and, and you know, working the ball across the pitch is is what we're about but then wait for them openings and then go and once you've opened them then go and hurt them and we didn't do that in that spell so I think that's the only thing that on reflection you know I'm disappointed with we had a 10 minute spell where go and get that 2-0 down to 10 men you know show your ruthless side and, and we didn't we didn't show a ruthless edge today uh, because if we had done it would have been 4 or 5 goals Stags boss David Flickcroft there speaking after that game that 1-0 win over Port Vale uh, every week on uh, on Saturday every single week as Simon quite rightly says we always end up having a conversation and forget that David Flickcroft is talking there you go uh, the results are in for the CJ Hamilton poll thank you very much if you voted uh, on that and the results are as follows never shows me on my phone so I have to get back on it in uh, joint last place where do you think CJ Hamilton is most effective? 9% say up front and right wing back. 82% uh, say that he's most effective on the wing, on either side of the wing. We'll publish our new poll in the next five minutes or so, but thank you very much for getting involved with that. Keep your comments coming in as always, because we're going to move swiftly on now and talk about cup capers. Last night, let's talk about last night. Wow. Football, for me, has got a beautiful side. It's called the beautiful game. But it's also one hell 
of a, a horrible mistress sometimes. It can be a right, right git. And a 5-0 scoreline on paper looks like a hammering and the bitter and the horrible the purpose truth is it couldn't be further from the truth could it because it really wasn't a hammering I, th- I really think that to sum this game up it goes back to a comment that David Flickcroft made in his post-match and that was I'm not judging my players after the third goal which I think speaks volumes because you think most managers if you have a team that's in a game concede another and then just crumble and most managers be furious wanting answers why they've done this why they've done that and it's quite obvious that we've we've just crumbled because we've looks like we've just stopped caring because we've been it's now the second game where we've been stitched over by a dodgy decision protest to the referee linesman whatever and it's getting players booked which is not good but it, it just shows that passion that the players have got and if you're going to get stitched over then why why are the players pay, playing with such passion why are they putting 100, 110% in if we're just going to get messed around every game it's such a sh- say, it's such a shame because I, I, even at 2-0 down I think <laughs> It showed. I'm going to judge it on a two to a two nil loss for now, and it'll make sense in a minute. But it showed the difference in class between League One and, and League Two. It showed that Mansfield have got a bit of stepping up to do if they want to compete at that level. But one player made the difference in Lyle Taylor, who is an absolutely unbelievable striker for that level. And if he doesn't end up at a Championship club come January, then there's something wrong with the scouting system. But I think it just showed. They had two shots and scored twice. We had about ninety shots and, and, and didn't score once. And it's the same. It was perhaps the, the same old story. I mean, David said it in his interview at the end. The difference was difference was they had chances. They put them away. They didn't. They didn't mess about. They didn't do anything. They were just plain and simple back in there, done. And us as a team, we see it game in, game out. We get to six-yard box, we get to edge area, we get to penalty spot, we get to edge box, and we've always got to have that last pass. And it's, it, I just want somebody uh, to put the foot through it. And we see David on sideline, and, it, and, he's, and he's kicking it in. He, he's just wanted them to, to smash it, and they're not. And last night just proved what the difference was, was a good striker putting ball in net. And that was the difference. So I think it goes back to another thing that we said earlier this season. What else can Dave do other than lace up the boots himself and go and stick them in net? We, we're doing everything right. We we had a decent defensive performance. Fair enough, they scored some what, decent goals. But like you said, it, it, we'll judge it as a 2-0 loss because it, it shouldn't have been as bad as it was. But... All right, let, let's put it a different way then. If if Matt Green would have still been playing for Mansfield and he were in box, would he pass it back to somebody else? No, he'd, he'd have a go at goal. So I suppose the I only, don't see the why only we difference that is that we've got pass. players all over the pitch that can score. The difference is that back when Greeny were playing, 90%. One man team. Yeah. 100% of one man team back when. I don't know, Louis could score. Wow. Well, Every now and again, 
But I think if you look at that decision from the referee, I mean, let, let's be completely and bluntly honest, we shouldn't have even been playing last night because in the first game, their goal was offside by a, a, a good distance. The referee came out and apologised for it, you know, a couple of days after or, or what have you. It's not and good enough. It, that apology is not good enough. It's not worth the oxygen is used to breathe and, and, and speak the words, is it? Exactly. Because I fully felt in that first game, yeah, we were a little bit up against it and we weren't at our best, but I think we'd have been resolute enough to, to see the game through. It's and like we were saying on the car, that was a game-changing decision. If that goal hadn't gone in, we'd have won. That's simple as they didn't score again. If we'd have been drawing 1-1 or it had been 0-0 and that happened, then it'd be the same thing again. It'd be a game-changing decision. It doesn't have to take a genius to figure out that if you've got the ball coming across and your player's a yard offside and it shows from multiple different angles behind the goal, from at the side and the camera at the side was roughly about where the linesman was. But in the linesman was just off that pace a little bit, and it makes a difference. That's the problem. We get referees and linesmen down here that, no disrespect to my dad, but they're about as old as him. It's it's weak. It's weak refereeing, and clearly there's, there's something not right in the coaching. I know, you know, referees who, who put referees through coaching, and they do a good job. And I know that they've got day jobs, and they're not full time like footballers are, which means they can't keep us fit. They haven't got, you know, they've got other things to take into consideration. But if you are being put in charge of a game of that standard you need to be you need to make sure you get you are getting those decisions right because it's not just one decision which has cost us a replay all right fair enough we got to go to a some of us got to go to a new ground there might have been a little bit of revenue in it but even the chart manager and the chart board said they didn't want the game in the first place and then to make another mistake all right completely separate referee by the way separate refereeing teams but for another set of referees for a referee, two assistants and a fourth official to make another game-changing mistake, it's annoying. Okay, I'll admit that it's not as as game-changing as the one in the first game, purely and simply because we are 2-0 down and I believe that we might not have got back in the game, but I think if we'd have got a goal, we'd have made, it would have made it an interesting tie. That decision to award them a free kick... Um, and to uh, you know award us a free kick initially get all our players up in, in the box and then to change his mind award them a free kick and then let them take it quickly so it's a counter of three on two is an absolute disgrace it's an absolute disgrace I'll say they gaffer came out and, and said do you know what, sorry I just thought of this even at, even if he'd have made that decision at 5-0 down it would still be a disgrace exactly it, it shouldn't make a difference to what scoreline it is it shouldn't make a difference if we're a division below what they are the referee should be the same it shouldn't be so poor and if you're going to be put in charge of a game like the FA Cup it's the most watched tournament in the world fair enough like you get your FA Cups your Champions League they draw in views but the there's something like 190 odd different countries that watch the FA Cup on telly and get coverage of it. The FA Cup is that important, the rich history behind it. And you've got referees that can't even know the simplest of laws and rules and just 
common sense. It, it doesn't take a genius to to know what's wrong and what's right. And there, Gaffer came out and said after. Fair enough, if he's changed in mind, fair enough, we can't change that. But we shouldn't have taken the free kick quickly. We should have waited, we should have been sportsmanlike and waited. But by that but by that same sentence coming from his mouth... They, they should have they been were, sportsmanship then. They should have, been, they should have been sporting, and actually when the game kicked off, given us a goal. Because it's it, the, it same, was both the same ways. decision, well, isn't it? But it is what it is, it is done... And I know we are frustrated. I think we probably will be frustrated for for a while because we've not been. In those we decisions always get dodgy referees. You know that. If, well, yeah, exactly. But if now Charlton progress um, and beat Doncaster or whoever progresses from that game and gets a very good money spinning third round tie, that could have been us and that could have shaped our future. It's one little thing has a consistent knock-on effect. I'm just thinking, coming back to what we were talking about, the revenue and everything, how much money do you think it'd cost for player wages will obviously be more on a match day yeah, than what they will and, and bonuses? Yeah. You've, and then you've, got got, you've also staff, saved two nights last night. Exactly. You've the night before and last night. You've got staffing costs, which will be more. You've got money for buses and petrol. Yeah. You've got money for the driver's time. You've got money for the hotel. You've got money to get the staff places. So the media team, they have a little minibus, as do the kit men. Yeah. They have a minibus as well. It's then costing fans to get down there. Ticket money, petrol money. It's it's unfair to... Life's unfair. <laughs> we're, not, we're not mistaking that. And... We can moan all us like it's done and dusted, but when it's costing people hard-earned money that we work hard for and spend our free time, we don't have to do it. It's not a thing that we have to go and do. We want to go and do it because we want to support the team. But if you've got that option of the referee making the right decision and getting the result how it realistically would have been compared to you you're probably looking tens of thousands of pounds that journey cost us I look at it in, in, in this way and I'll come to a comment from Paul in a minute in the, in the in the live feed of if it was any of us three in a normal generic day to day job and we made a mistake well, every day which we probably do every day <laughs> but which then cost and, and changed the way something was going we'd be at least there would be some repercussion from it a referee Starts a game and decides who has kickoff by using rock paper scissors. Yeah, I would get thing. And yet a referee makes a, a mistake like the first game and then like the second game, and nothing happens of it. So that's it, it, that, it's that double standards. You've, there's one rule for one, one rule for another. You've got to maintain that standard. So that referee literally forgot his coin, and that was it. That's yeah. something so easy to forget. Yeah, and he uses it doesn't have that massive repercussion. Yeah. And he uses initiative. Yeah. To decide who got kickoff. Was there anything? Uh, what's the difference between a game of rock paper scissors and, and flipping a coin? None at the all. The same outcome. There's still going to be a winner. It's either or. Yeah, exactly. It's fifty-fifty probability. Yeah. It's like it's it's a bit different. So it's like, say you work in officer, don't you? Yeah, if you, if you say if someone in your business charged someone three times, four times the amount that they should have been, that the you're more than likely going to get 
But it's like if, you, if you're printing an invoice and you make a 50p discrepancy, somewhere along the line that mistake is going to be picked up on and somebody's going to, you know, somebody's going to have to answer to that. 50p, that's a lot. No, I know, to, but it, but it is. 2p, pick up on it. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> it, it, you get the point. In this, in this day and age, every penny counts. Exactly. And, and in this day and age, everything at football kind of counts as well. Yeah. I mean, I made the comment... And I wish I didn't now because it came back on me. <laughs> I made the comment on Facebook when it was put up there, and I put, "Why can't the referee association step in?" Yeah. And instead of making us spend all that, well, not not making us spend all our money because it's a decision what you make. Why why make a football club go all the way down there and play the match where they can just say match world win on a bye due to referee refereeing mistake and put through to the next round at FA Cup but I got shot down in flames by somebody by saying well Charlton could have upped the game for the last 15 minutes and still have scored you know, well if they still have scored then they would bloody won 2-1 ifs buts, Done. ifs buts and maybes it's a, it's a really is a crazy world let's have a look at some of these comments coming on the live feed uh, Paul says refs are only humans as they say but too many times they get things wrong which uh, reverberations across the game technology must be considered across all of the football Volunteers. I agree we're in a world where technology is used commonly every day. We're using technology to be able to speak to you right now and for F this to happen. So FA forget about League Two. They really do, as do broadcasters as well, but we'll, we'll leave that point out. Uh, yeah. Carl says, uh, funny that because we always seem to get poor officials too Craig we had Trevor Kettle uh, a few weeks back and he was awful <laughs> makes you wonder what the assessors say to them we need a strong rep on Saturday you lot kicked lumps out of us in the checker trade game yeah yeah give over give over give me uh, a shake and uh, <laughs> Callum says it's alright guys we'll get an apology wonder where we've got one of them before shall we hear from a man who no doubt will maybe getting will be getting some repercussions from the FA I'm sure he had a few um, interesting words to say to the officials last night and rightly so as well protecting his team but he's a man who the more and more I listen to him the more and more I watch his videos and, and see him around the place is a very honest and open man let's hear from the Stags boss David Flickcroft uh, as he speaks and reflects on that victory uh, that, not that victory that victory for Charlton and that defeat for us uh, in the FA Cup last night let's hear from Stags boss David Flickcroft I'm always honest me in my appraisal of a game uh, win lose draw whatever it is really honest and you know my appraisal I think about it and I think about you know and <laughs> on the end of, of, of a 5 nil sort of defeat uh, I've watched a group of lads there give each other everything they've got um, they've, they've ran for each other um, and at times the quality of play was, was outstanding we carved them open on numerous occasions and, and that's probably the difference between League 2 and League 1 that ruthless you know they've had five chances and, and scored five goals um, 
the step up in just that quality just just hurt us at times um, we've had an offside goal CJ that's for me a just goal we didn't deserve to even go into the break at 1-0 down I felt we were, we were miles better the first team you know first for, in the first half the best team um, so at least I, I'm not deluded with it I, I've watched what I've watched them lads did not deserve what happened to them on the third goal yeah. you know and I find it disgusting I find it uh, amateurish um, and it just makes it look bad for, for everyone on the game when you know a referee gives a decision um, our defenders go up the pitch all three of our defenders get told yeah it's our it's our free kick they all maraud up the pitch um, as they're told to do and then to suddenly change your mind give it the other way and let them take it when they've got a three versus two on a, on a, on a counter attack, he's just he's just beyond me. And listen, he can say that he can apologise all he wants, but to get it wrong, all three of them and a fourth and the fourth official to get it wrong, and it just it just took our stuff in. It just took it took all that all that resolve that this team's got. It took it away from them, you know. And um, and you know what happens in the end? It, it looks five and to the. So the fans not been down here. It looks like we've been we've been smashed, and, and it's not the case. You know, possession stats. I'd love to know them. You know, when we do get to League One, you know that's the difference. You see it. They're not finishing, and we're creating chances. We really are. Mal Benning tonight. The, the devilment he's put on the passes and the crosses. Uh, Ad White's cross first half. You know, that's 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 better than League One standard. That it really is. And we've just got to make sure that um, we're building we're building this squad, and we make sure that when we get to League One, um, that you know we 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 have that cutting edge and we have that um, that quality that, that you've seen on show tonight from Charlton if you see any soaking moping uh, I'll, you know, I'll send them home um, it, we, we are a squad we're a team and uh, I won't allow any victims that's that's gone now you know our chance to progress into the to the, to the next round is gone uh, I understand that I'm, I'm I'm beside myself, you know, knowing that we're not going to continue in the FA Cup. But we've got a we've got a big game Saturday, and they're all big games. And uh, you know, I won't have anyone moping around or, or, or poor body language. Um, you know, and I've said that to the skipper. You make sure if you see anything, you let me know. You you, you step on it and, and you 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 drive a momentum tonight. That when we get home tomorrow, back to Mansfield, that everyone is understanding that you know the next important day in our life is is the preparation for Lincoln City. David Flitcroft there speaking after that 5-0 loss at Charlton uh, last night. And there's two things for me which immediately jump out. First one. When, not if we get to League One. When we get to League One, confidence. I like it, Dave. Good luck, good, good lad. Uh, and the second one, uh, which we were talking about before, and, and which, which again makes me want to stand up and applaud. Really, is I don't want to see any moping. I don't want to see any sulking. Because if they don't, I'm going to send them home. I want us to get our heads together and move on from it. And that's the right way to manage. Because when you've played so well and got beaten so heavily that plays on your mind and you see things on social media um, it starts to eat away at you but we cannot let that affect us going into Saturday's game and that's exactly what Flickcroft thought of he, he's done that interview what two about what five minutes after the full time whistle ten minutes if that and his thought process is straight away right none of that we move on mm, exactly exactly and you think <laughs> Being obviously being footballers hard, and it, it, they're only pe they're only human beings, so things like this will get to them. But to show that level of professionalism, to just like 
we lost so what let's move on to the next game that's in the past that's not going to change anything fair enough it means we might have to play one two get late games less this season it's not going to make a difference and the fact that we are playing Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday just means that now we've got to we can't, on Saturday. we've, we've not got, got a week to run now exactly we've, we've got well no time at all because you, they've travelled back today um, which and then won't have trained done today. A, maybe a light, I think they've done a light session because I think they did a, a light session this afternoon they probably might not train tomorrow morning they'll probably train tomorrow afternoon and then Friday is you know lead up to, to match day so there's not a lot of time a lot of turnaround between those games exactly and that's because it's, it's an early kick off Saturday they won't train as late Friday exactly so they're either going to be earlier Saturday earlier day yeah. Friday or they're going to have a shorter session so obviously they're not going to have the same recovery time so they leave for Lincoln at what nine ten o'clock exactly if you're watching the live feed at the moment we have just published another interactive poll and it's a very simple one can the stags put the cup defeat um behind them and get their third straight league two win on saturday when the stags play lincoln yes or no um keep your votes coming in uh, we want to uh, hear your thoughts and get voting on there i think we're all unified in what we're going to what we're going to say uh, which is obviously yes they can um so uh, get behind uh, the stags um, and get behind that uh, poll and um, callum says this great comment as well uh, one goal hurts two goals gives us a team a little hope but three goals kills a team uh, especially in the second half had the referee not been a numpty who knows what would have happened and what would what we'd be talking about uh, on the podcast tonight? And he's absolutely spot on. Um, and as Flickcroft said in that interview, site <coughs> about moving on Saturday, Lincoln yeah. away, tough game. They are second in the league at the moment. They obviously slipped from top spot, but we have been there once already this season, and uh, obviously beat them on their own backyard. Again, I, I when say they were top, <laughs> when they were top as well. And I would say as well that they played a relatively strong-ish side mm. uh, that night. We didn't play what I what a massively strong strong side um, compared to what we will on Saturday they're there for the taking they're there for the win um, definitely we've, we've got to go out there and hit the ground running definitely Dave's just got to sit down <laughs> to them and, and, and just say to them forget Tuesday night that's gone like like he has been doing and instill that confidence that he's, he's been doing over the last 14 games 13 games or how many games it is we've been undefeated you know we've had them games undefeated for a reason you know not through luck but through hard work and determination and if we can go on Saturday and get in amongst Lincoln and ruffle their feathers they, they won't they won't like it you know they, they we've just got to get in amongst them and not get drawn into these silly fouls and and I think what Danny Cowley will do is he will try and try and manipulate the fact where like if we do get into a foul they'll all be off of the bench and you know they'll all be and we've just got to It'll play up to it a little bit yeah we've just got to forget all that just get on with game we've got to play our game we haven't got to play their game and to be fair I think we could come away with a result so that's the thing we've come across a lot of teams this season that can play the ball on the floor but a lot of the teams that we've played this season majority at home have played the long ball game now Lincoln are the specialists the, the number one team I'd probably say in the country for playing hoofball yeah just because of the players that we've got and we proved last season as long as we can keep us heads 
Yeah. And as long as we can keep that confidence within not only our defenders, our midfielders, the strikers, the goalkeeper, the players that we bring off the bench, and we've just got to play clever. We can't get sucked into the stupid little fouls. We can't get sucked into the niggly little argy barges after a, a bad tackle. And if it happens, they just need to get up and get on with it and carry on. Not exactly. argue with referee, not get involved, like I say. Just get on with it and, and let it go. And, you so know, whatever will be, will be. Going back to earlier this season, we were playing some good football and... Hang on a sec. <coughs> and Lincoln just resorted to kicking lumps out of us in the last game, in the Jekatry game, hence why they got a player sent off. They just got frustrated because we were playing good football, they couldn't get the ball... And they just ended up just kicking lumps out of us and punching players in the back of the heads, which is is just poor tactics. It's it's terrible. Let's move on and <laughs> talk about other news items this week before we wrap things up. Good luck uh, to the uh, youth team who are about to kick off at the One Course Stadium, which is uh, the exact reason why we didn't go tonight because we'd have still been talking and we'd have been in the bar somewhere. So, uh, yeah. Um, obviously, check a trade draw has been made. Bury at home, tough tie. They've got some good players in there, and uh, as we saw in the away game, they'll be they'll be up for it. That's a very tough tie to try and progress, isn't it? It is, but it's another game that earlier this season we should have won. So I, I think I think we'll be all right in that game. To be honest, we've got wrongs put right in that game, and yeah. I agree with Cam. I think we'll be I think we'll be all right. To be honest. And for his performances in the Checker Trade Trophy as well, Callum Butcher has been nominated for the Player of uh, the, the Round. Uh, deserve recognition. 100%. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll say he, he obviously played at Lincoln, made a massive difference, didn't play so much of a big role in the game against Wolves, played a, 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 a crucial role in the game last Tuesday, obviously against, yeah, scored, Gunthorpe, yeah. scored the second goal. And... I, I don't know what it is about Butcher, but that that competition it just breeds confidence for him. And you just look at just some of the goals that he scored have been fantastic. More Lincoln, just the determination to get on the end of that ball, put the defender under the pressure, and this, he's up against some decent players for the for the award. But I think I think he's hundred percent deserving of winning that. Hmm. Fingers crossed. Obviously, another quick turnaround after that, after Lincoln on Saturday. Back home to the One Course Stadium on Tuesday night. Crawley uh, at home, 13th at the moment, struggling in, in League Two at the moment. Not that that means anything. No wins in their last seven in all competitions and lost their last three league games. Finding it a little bit tough at the moment, and they won't <coughs> relish coming to the One Course Stadium given our uh, current decent home form and, and decent run of form in the league. I'll say they're going to be down in the dumps because they got hammered. Last night as well, in extra time against South End, I think it was like six, yeah, six, six two. two, something like that. So it could have been worse for Stags. But oh, although there is one player that never relishes coming down oh, to football stadium, isn't he? No. So I, I he will, loves, I will he give, loves to put ball. You know in what? Sir? I will stuff. give you fifty quid to turn up at the game early and just kick him. 
Just take him out the game. They're the views of Cam Felton and Ollie Palmer. If you're watching this podcast, that is him over there. There you go. Uh, and not <laughs> me and Simon Cross, frankly, is bigger than both of us. Um, so there you go. Um, why, why do players always seem to come one way, after not the other? <laughs> well, that's, that is, well, no comment. Uh, it's just the, the, the thing is, it's the, it's the Mansfield time way. Well, yeah. that is just about it for this week's show. Um, obviously, a disappointing result last night at Charlton, but one we need to put behind us very, very quickly. Let's uh, do the results of the poll before hey. we forget. That's why Simon's sarcastic uh, jive is there. So let's publish those results. So we asked, can the Stags put the cup defeat behind them uh, and get their third straight league to win? 58% of you said yes. 42% said no, um, which either means that you're looking for a draw or that you're a Lincoln fan. Um, so there you go. Thank you very much for getting involved with those um, with those polls tonight. Good luck to the youth team, as we say. We'll know that. Talk about that a little bit more next week as well. Remember, we'll be back next Wednesday at 6.30. Uh, and we'll hopefully, touch wood, uh, become three, becomes four as Nathan returns from his holiday. No doubt. It will also time. hopefully be... Four, four wins in a row in the league. Yes, no, well, yes, yes, of course, because we'll have played two games by then. Just shows how bad my math is, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Obviously, it's been a bit of a topsy turvy thing. Football can sometimes be a cruel, cruel mistress. We had that beauty of a win on Saturday again at home to Port Vale where we finally got a back-to-back league victories and then we had an absolute nightmare in the capital um, on Tuesday night with a 5-0 defeat which to be fair is a scoreline which doesn't do Mansfield justice at all I have full confidence that the Stags can return to winning ways and put that um, that defeat behind them and I'm sure you do at home too very very quickly as we always do at the end of the show time for some predictions let's start with Lincoln on Saturday Cam what are you going to go for? 2-0 Stags Sai? Because our car's watching we're going to smash them 6-0 no. <laughs> 2-1 2-1 one. I, I think I'm going to agree I'm going to say 2-1 I think we're going to have a nervy start I think, I think we're going to go 1-0 down I think we're going to well. go 1-0 down and I think we're going to turn it around uh, there'll be some drama Danny Rose Danny Rose Hayden White assist and we know what's going to happen <laughs> it's going to be an interesting game I'm looking forward to it and three points is all that matters forget about the FA Cup we're still in the Checker Trade Trophy and I guarantee touch wood Wembley. Um, that we're going to go to Wembley fingers crossed um, but of course the only thing that matters really is League 2 if you just sat down at the end of the season yeah cup runs alright it brings in some revenue but if you had to choose either or you would every single time take the league and the league is what we have to go out and play for so fingers crossed that we are sitting here next Wednesday at 6.30ish talking about six points on the board more league victories and hopefully the goal from Danny Rose. Well, is there anything a, anything more we, we could ask for from those two? If we can get these six points, you never know. Automatics could be the, the place that we sit next this time next week. A week is a very long time in football. No, not Lincoln out to automatic promotion spot. It'd be great, wouldn't it? I mean, we very nearly put them out of the check and trade trophy as well. Um, but that's a sore point. They don't want to talk about that. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> a week is a very long time in football. And we will see you in a week's time at 6.30ish on the show for the fans by the fans. 
fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. I've been Craig Priest. He's been Simon Mercer. He's been Cam Felton. Nathan Edge has been on a beach somewhere sipping a cocktail. He'll be back drinking tea with us next week. Thank you very much for watching, as you always do. Do have a fantastic rest of the week. Thanks very much for watching, and we shall see you next time. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.